Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart. Hey, did I get your attention? We're doing something special for the next month. We're going to focus on now business. Like how do you generate income today, right now? My name is Jesse Zagorski. You probably know me as one of the regular hosts here, producer of the Agent Power Huddle. I'm also a broker associate with eXp. And what I keep hearing over and over again is agents that truly need to shift their business. The market shifted, they need to shift and they got to close the deals today. And so whether you're a brand new agent this series is for you. Experienced agent, this series is for you. It doesn't matter. Agent on a team, team leader, we're going to give you strategies and techniques to figure out how to scale and grow your business to close deals today. Not in the future, not tomorrow, today. This is what we're focusing on all month, the techniques, the strategies you need. So welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. I love that intro. I love when he tears through the uh, screen. Good morning, everyone. My name is Ed Lane. I'm a broker with eXp out of Seattle, as you might be able to tell by the Space Needle over my shoulder. And today we are going to be talking about, so I can share my screen, supercharging your referral network, which is very much about now business. If you think about it, you know, if if uh, if you don't have a large sphere of influence, we can talk about how to help grow that. But at the same time, when you have a, a decent sphere of influence, you literally can call through the, your sphere and end up with a referral by the end of that series of phone calls. So take this all very seriously um, because sphere of influence ha has to be <clears throat> one of your top three revenue pillars, and it will be. And it's because it's the most sustainable part of your business. So if you wanna be in the real estate business for a long, long time, like I have been, take great care of your sphere of influence. So that's what we're going to talk about is how to turn your referral network on high and generate business out of it. So let's do a little bit of math, shall we? If you guys have ever heard of Malcolm Gladwell, he's a great uh, sociologist and psychologist that writes really great books, one of which is called The Tipping Point. And in The Tipping Point, he talks about how we each know 212 people. And if you think about it, each of your 212 also know 212, right? So the math is really pretty simple. You are one referral away from about 45,000 people, if you think about it that way, right? So the key is to be top of mind with your 212, right? Because that's a lot of people. And we can actually take the math a little bit deeper. According to the US Census Bureau, the average person moves 11.7 times in their lifetime. Or said in a measured in years, they move about every seven years. Well, that means of those 44,944 people, 6,400 of them are moving this year, right? If it's dispersed evenly over these next seven years, all 45,000 of them are going to move. When are they going to move within that seven-year time frame? Does that make sense to everybody? So that's a lot of deals, right? And if you're top of mind with your 212, then when they're at a holiday party or a work event or a Starbucks and they overhear a conversation about real estate, you want your name to pop into their head, right? 
that's the key is how do you stay top of mind with that group? Because your net worth or sorry, your network is really your net worth, right? So first thing you got to do is grow your sphere of influence. Now, there's a lot of different ways to do it. On my team, we actually have a document. And if, uh, if people want a copy of it, email me. Uh, but it's basically like 150 questions about who do you know? You know, it's everything from who did you buy your last set of tires from to who's your dentist to uh, do your kids play soccer and who's on their team? You know, those sorts of things times 150. So it really causes you to do a brain dump of who do I know? And then you can go back through that list and start filling it with contact information, right? Because a lot of people will have hundreds of people in their phone. They, they may have hundreds of people in their email address or email account. And then they may have another hundred people or so from this discovering your sphere document that I'm referring to. Those are all ways to start building your database, right? And then the other thing is lead generation. If you are skilled at lead generation or care to learn it, we can teach you. Uh, those are people that you're meeting that you did not know, that you do now know, and you can add them to your sphere of influence, right? So I know when you move to a new city or something like that, it can seem like a daunting task. But it doesn't have to be if you're very deliberate about how you're going to grow it. I always tell the story of this one gal that uh, literally moved to Seattle from Michigan because she looked us up online and fell in love with our training. And she wanted to be trained by us in Seattle. So she literally moved to Seattle for that, which is crazy and flattering. But holy cow. But she came to Seattle with zero sphere of influence. and so we taught her these techniques. And in 90 days, she had 90 people in her sphere of influence. So it can be done. And, and you just have to get out of your comfort zone, right? To, to say hi to a stranger at a grocery store or at a Starbucks or whatever. You've got to be top of mind with them, right? So the best way to stay top of mind is to manage them. And that includes sifting and sorting them into categories. So what we recommend is you sort them into A, B, and C, right? So A's are people that have already referred you, right? So you already have some of these, hopefully. And if you don't, then you're starting out with nothing but B's. And that's okay, too, right? Because B's would refer you if shown how. And the if shown how part is really critical because most people don't really know how to refer. And I can kind of give you an example of that. When you got your real estate license, did any of you have a friend or a family member who said, give me a stack of your cards, right? Because they want to support your business. They're, they're fans of yours. But at the same time, they don't know how to refer. If they're just asking you for a stack of your cards, that means they're going to just hand out cards. Well, when we're talking about referrals, I call it the five miracles. If, if a handed out business card is going to result in a transaction, it takes five miracles. And I won't bore you guys by going through it, but it has a lot to do with if they don't lose your freaking card and they can find it when they need it and all those things, right? So what you really need to do is, is get a hold of them and say, I, I love that you want to stack my cards, 
but here's what actually works way better. And I still give them like three cards because I don't want to refuse, right? But I don't give them a stack because that's a waste of cards. So I give them three cards and then I give them this speech. I go, you know what? Here's really what works better. When somebody you know mentions real estate and you want to connect us, you can just give me their phone number if you're comfortable with that. And then I reassure them and I say, and you know me, I'm only going to go as fast or as slow as they want to. So I'm not going to be super aggressive. But if you're not comfortable with giving their, me their phone number, send an email to them and to me and connect us that way. And that way, I can ask for their phone number and they'll give it to me when they're good and ready, right? But that's the best way for you to refer me because guess what I just got out of this, right? I got an email address so I can communicate directly with the prospect. And now that referral made it to its destination, which is me, rather than here's, a, here's one of Ed's business cards, give them a call, right? And they never call. So anyway, make sure you teach people and I don't have this in this slide deck, but we use a script called the mayor campaign, which is a Brian Buffini technique to qualify people to see if they would refer us. And it's silky smooth. It's super easy and it's very conversational. And that's why we've been using it for years. And I can do another power huddle on that. So we got A's, we got B's. We also have A pluses. I put a note in there because that's somebody who's referred more than once, right? And then we have C's. C's are not derogatory. C's just mean we don't know yet, right? So we have to qualify them. So everybody in your database today, if you haven't done this, is either an A or a C because you haven't talked to them and asked them the question of whether they would refer to you, right? So any new additions to your sphere of influence by default is a C. And then you got to talk to them and say, hey, you know, here's what I do. Here's why I'm great at it. You know, whatever script you're using or you can use the mayor campaign, <clears throat> whatever. But the, the end of that conversation needs to be if someone you knew was thinking about buying or selling, would you refer them to me? Right. And if the answer is yes, they just moved up to a B. And if the answer is, well, I have my mom as a realtor, well, they just moved to a D. Because D stands for delete in my database. And it doesn't mean I'm not friends with them. It doesn't mean I won't say hi to them. It means I'm not going to spend a nickel staying in front of them with all the techniques that we're about to walk through, right? And don't hear that as, oh man, Ed's going to convince me to spend a bunch of money. It's not that, right? But if you send out Christmas cards, I'm, I'm not going to send one to my sphere and include somebody that can't or won't refer me. It's as simple as that, all right? So what to communicate and when? You should have a recipe for the frequency and the contacting that you're gonna do with this group of people. And mine looks like this. A's and A pluses, they get a call every month. And I have about 180 people in my sphere of influence. So that means I got to spread that over 20 business days, right? Or 30 calendar days. That's a lot of phone calls every day, right? But that's how you stay top of mind. 
right? And it's it's not just the phone calls. They're hearing from you in a variety of ways and they're seeing you in a variety of ways, right? So everyone in your sphere of influence, you should be friends with on social media. You also should set up a targeted audience on Facebook so that you can push ads in front of your sphere of influence. And if you're like me, you should also create a Facebook group. If you go online, you'll see uh, the Ed Lane team's friends and past clients or something like that. I can't remember the name. I just go there and I engage and I interact with people, right? So A's get called monthly, B's get called quarterly, C's get called immediately because once I put them in my database, I want to qualify them if they're a referral source because then they're either moving up or they're moving out, right? I'll do targeted ads on my entire sphere. I add them to the Facebook group. I invite them to cap events, client appreciation events. So right now I'm doing um, Toys for Tots drive, toy drive. The C's, it says probably because I'm going to qualify them and then send them an invite, right? The, the immediacy of this conversation with new additions to your database has to be like same day type stuff, right? So there's not a big lag where someone's going to be in the, in the C category for very long. They get into my database, they're a C until I talk to them, and then I move them to a B because I've now coached them on how to refer, right? Add to the email drips. So I've set up different drip sequences based on your status. And then you should set, you should time block for jumping into social media and engaging with your A's and B's on a consistent basis. And not just giving thumbs up, engage, comment, ask questions, compliment, be real, right? It, it has to be deliberate or it's not going to happen. Or you're only going to engage when someone comes across your feed. You need to seek out your sphere, which then also will cause them to show up on your feed more often because the algorithm will recognize that you engaged. Right. So it sees that you have a deeper connection than just friends on Facebook. Right. And then I do a program called Client Giant. If you guys have heard of that, great. If you haven't heard of that, I know there's there's other programs out there. So I'll just describe what what it is. It's basically a program where uh, four times a year, my sphere of influence gets a gift. The last gift was uh, right before Thanksgiving, and it was a deck of cards. Picture like a Cards of Humanity type deck of cards, but it wasn't vulgar stuff like Cards of Humanity is. It was uh, thought-provoking and discussion-provoking questions. And it was perfect because it was right before Thanksgiving when you're getting together with all your family. If conversation gets stale, we whip that thing out. And we actually did it with my family. Once we everyone finished dinner, my wife was like, hey, we got this deck of cards. I want to try it out. And so we did that for an hour and had a great time with it. But that's the, you know, once a quarter, they're going to get something. And it's everything from a, 
travel tote to uh blanket to uh i can't even think i just saw the one for january and now i can't remember what it is anyway so uh that is 99 bucks a year so the items run about 25 bucks value each but because they're doing thousands of them at a time they're they're decent quality items actually so consider doing that for your A's and A pluses, right? So I have a, I have about 180 people that are A's or B's. I have about 40 of them in this program. So that's four grand a year, right? And do you have to do that? No. Could you do 10 people or less? Sure. It's up to you, right? But consider doing that because, man, I'll tell you what, when they receive that item, my inbox blows up phone calls, emails, social media posts, you know, messaging. People are like, Oh my God, I got this thing. It's so cool. It's perfect. It's I needed one. I was just going to buy one and now I don't have to or whatever. Right. All right. So what, when you're calling them on a monthly basis, what should you say? Right. So there's some ground rules for calling, right? Being hey, normal. Yeah, Jess. Hey, quick question. Um, sure. I don't know if it's confidential or not, but do you know roughly what Client Giant costs you per person yearly? Yeah, it's 99 bucks a year. Per person, that's it? Yep, yeah. So and if I many... close the deal tomorrow, uh -huh. actually I closed the deal yesterday, I'll add them to my Client Giant, I'll pay them 99 bucks, and then that person is set for the next year. And how many gifts do they get? Four times a year. Four. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, they're good quality too. You'd, you'd be impressed. Yeah. I'm trying to, I've, I have my SOI pretty well categorized, but of course we can always improve our systems. Yeah. Um, and I do want to give back to people that are constantly giving me referrals. So this would be a great way to do it. And I think cheaper <laughs> for me to do it this way than the way that I'm, I'm normally doing it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you, Jess. I, I did something I wanted to be doing for a while, but I just didn't spend the time to go research and find the right solution. Yeah. And the minute I heard it was 99 bucks, I was like, I'm in. Because no even, even if it was, you know, turned out to be crap stuff, I just shut it off. But I'm big about testing stuff anyway. So mm -hmm. I pulled the trigger and haven't looked back. It's been awesome. I love that. I also love what you said about your database too, with people that have other people that are realtors and categorizing them at D's. Yeah. I've always kind of overthought the, okay, if I categorize as this person, should I lose this person? Like if I don't have someone's um, email address and they haven't picked up the phone in years or haven't responded at all, they're not a priority, but in the past I've heard, we'll keep calling them, keep calling them, keep calling them. And I'm like, why am I putting energy into that person when I can put energy into someone who does pick up the phone when I call? I don't know. Yeah. That might not be the right idea, but that's just where my thought is. No, I'm with you. I heard an analogy just the other day. About, it was actually about recruiting, but it still applies here, which is he goes, I, I prefer to chase the people that are swimming towards me rather than the ones swimming away from me. And I was like, oh, amen, brother, right? Yeah, I needed to hear that, man, because of my fears. I'm like, I'm trying to call everybody in my local SOI. And then it's taking me away from street texts or it's taking away from calling other people. Anyway, I don't want to take up too much time, but thank you very much. No, no, it's it's really great, helpful discussion. So thanks for chiming in, Jess. Yeah, and the you. thing for all of you to kind of pick from that is 
when I have people in my database, if if in my conversations, I figure out that they're just not going to refer or in Jess's example, they're just unresponsive for months and months. I don't delete them out of the database. I delete the categorization because I might still need their phone number down the road for something. Maybe it's recruiting or whatever. Right. But um, but I'm not going to spend money and energy on staying connected. Now, let me qualify all of that, because if your value proposition is so strong that you can get somebody to fire their parent or their child, go for it. Like I, I, the rule of thumb that I use with my team is I tell them, hey, you know, immediate family are going to have a hard time getting somebody to take money out of the pocket of their parent or child, right? Because there's just that higher level of loyalty. But distant family, aunts, uncles, cousins, go for it and go hard. And I've, I've gotten people to fire their, their distant relatives all the time. Having said all that, I even had one of the agents on my team get a buyer to fire their father. So that's why I say, hey, give it a try, right? But when you figure out that they're like, no, I'm going to always refer to that person, delete, right? So back to calling. None of this should should be you know, earth shattering for you, right? Be yourself, be respectful of their time, be a resource, but always end the conversation asking for referrals, right? So respectful of their time could be you saying, hey, I only have a couple minutes, but I just wanted to reach out and say, hi, I hope you and the family are enjoying the holidays. By the way, uh, if you know of anybody that's thinking about buying or selling real estate, I would love to give them great service and I would help if you'd think of me, right? So make that phone call. Think of what you're going to say before you go. I don't ever make a phone call without my post-it notepad. And I write an agenda. If I'm making 180 phone calls, the agenda might be the same, right? Build rapport, wish them a happy holidays, deliver this nugget. Maybe the nugget is, um, hey, you know, I don't know if you have a need, but uh, I had a client recently that needed to refinish her floors and my floor guy did a phenomenal job. So if you ever need something like that, I have over 200 vendors on my vendor database. Uh, those of you that don't know me, I, I used to be a general contractor. So I have 205 subcontractors that I worked with and I use those to be a resource to my clients, right? So absent of relevant current market topics, I'll use vendor database as a reason to call, right? And then I ask for referrals. You can even ask for, hey, do you know somebody that might need a roofer or a plumber or an electrician or whatever? So be a resource, right? When you're trying to be a resource, it can come in a variety of ways. You can talk interest rates. You bet your ass that's a very popular topic right now, right? What? When's the next Fed meeting? Next week, right? 13th and 14th. And what are they going to do? Raise rates. So interestingly, I'll just drop this nugget in case you aren't keeping up on it. Rates went down 91 basis points last week. Well, they're going to go back up before the 14th because the markets pad what they believe the Fed is going to do into rates so that rates don't spike 
on the day of the Fed's announcement. Well, the Fed's already said they're going to raise them 50 basis points. So talk about that with your clients, because guess what happens? Or your sphere. Their belief in you as a credible resource goes through the roof when you speak intelligently about the markets, especially about things that they're not familiar with. Right? They know the Fed's going to have another meeting. But when you say, yeah, they're meeting on December 13th and 14th, that just bumped you up a little bit because they didn't know that and you did. Then when you say, yeah, and I don't know if you saw the news, but the Fed's already indicated they're going to raise rates 50 basis points. So here's what that means to you, right? The, the better job you can do of showing that audience that you can see the world through their eyes, the more they're going to trust and rely on you, right? Talk to market. What's it doing today? Even better, where is it going? If you can give them a sense of what's going to happen in the future, and I can help you with that if you aren't able to do that, but think about it, right? Where's the market going? Well, number one, we've never had a recession where rates didn't go down. So yes, rates are going to continue to rise because they got to get inflation under control. But as soon as it is, they're going to start lowering them again. So that's where you can, when you're talking to buyers, you can weave in the whole marry the house, date the rate conversation, because you're probably going to be able to refi in a year, maybe two, but not much longer than that, right? So have your crystal ball handy when you make these phone calls. Sometimes your clients are going to think of you for real estate stuff like mortgage and refis. That's okay. I want my sphere of influence to call me for everything real estate related. I don't care if they're wondering where's the best place to buy a hose. I want them to call me, right? So be that resource for them. And then vendor and contractor referrals, if you, if you don't have one, build one, right? And have a policy that no one gets on your list unless they do good work at a reasonable price. Because you want to be able to look someone in the eye and say, hey, this this list, you only get on this list by doing a great job for one of my clients. And you sure as heck can get off this list by, you know, no longer doing a great job. Because, you know, sometimes contractors aren't consistent in their delivery either. So anyway, uh, if you're having an event, I mentioned our Toys for Tots drive. Well, that could be a great reason to call people and just say, hey, I just want to make you aware. I don't know if you're available, but we're doing this. We're having this event on the 14th. <clears throat> We're just going to get together and have some some cheer, right? And if you could bring a toy, my team is going to match every toy donated with $5 donation. Last year, we donated 200 toys and 1000 bucks. It was really cool. So I can talk about that leading up to the event. I can also talk about it after the fact, right? So we have 17 touches leading up to and following every event because what does that do? keeps us top of mind, right? Speaking of events, I'm going to give you our recipe for events. So we do a shred event in April around tax time. For every pound of paper we shred, we donate a pound of food to the food bank. Right? We do our Toys for Tots thing. We do a tackle back to school event in the fall where if you bring uh, school supplies, that's your ticket to admission to a party, 
we're just having a party, but people will bring backpacks and pen sets and whatever, and then we donate that stuff, right? This is a one of my client's daughters. You know, our our office used to be downstairs from Walgreens headquarters, and they had Red Nose Day, so we all participate in Red Nose Day. She came into my office, saw my red nose, and did that. So here's the recipe. Have a plan, have a theme, get the word out, pound the phones, and have fun. I'm going to pick up the pace. So get your camera uh, ready on your phones because I'm going to put stuff on the screen, but I'm trying to be respectful of your time. So uh, think about when I say plan, plan for 2023. Do I want to do this? If I do this, how many times do I want to do it? Start with one. You don't have to do four, right? When do you want to do them? And what theme do you want to do? I'm going to give you a matrix of potential ideas that you guys could use. And always have a charity involved, right? Because when you have a charity involved, they're more likely to attend. Here's the matrix. So shoot a picture of this. I'll leave it on the screen for five seconds or so while I talk. But, you know... Throughout the year, you can have occasions that make sense. You know, some people do Pi Day in March, right? March 14th, 3.141592, blah, 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 blah. Give out pies or give out pies in th around Thanksgiving, whatever you want to do. But these are just some ideas. The ideas should be yours. They should be things that resonate with you. You can use these themes, but pick a charity that matters to you. You can pick a charity and have the same charity for every event if you want. It's up to you, right? But the key is have the event, but always have a charity involved. Because when you have a charity, people are more likely to come. You get better engagement on your social platforms. And this is my favorite part. You give them a shortcut. Because most people this time of year think, man, in 2023, I'm going to do something good for my community and I'm going to donate time or money or both, right? And then now it's December and they're like, crap, I haven't done it yet. So enter Ed's Toys for Tots event. They're like, you know what? I can check that box. I'll try harder next year, but at least I'm going to be able to check that box this year. And I'm going to donate to Ed's event, right? And guess what? You get to feel good too. So here's how we get the word out. We do social media posts, emails to our sphere. We send an evite. We also send a, a physical invitation to people, right? To, the, to our A's and B's. And then we call in the couple of weeks leading up to it. We use, that's uh, social media posts. That's the invite. That's the email. We use text reminders the day before. And we use a script, right? When I say I use this to script every one of my calls, do you think I would use a script for calling my sphere to promote my event? Hell yeah, right? And then on the day of the event, have fun. And in my office, we had a two-tap kegerator, so we made sure to have fun. So I'm sorry I went fast at the end, but it is 8.32, so I'm only late by a smidge. 
Are there any questions? I can certainly hang out longer. I just didn't want to not give people that had to leave at 8.30 the info. Is the Ed Lane team going to get a K-grader soon? <laughs> we are a cloud-based brokerage, my friend. You could so, send me a gift card for uh, K-graders. We are uh, we are having a holiday gathering tomorrow where beer will be served, though. So hopefully you'll be there. Yes. And munchies, too, right? Munchies. Munchies, too. Yes, absolutely. Yes, yeah. So the, the longer answer to your question, G, is I do at some point, probably measured in years, see us getting an office. And if we do that, yes, there will be a cake grater. Do you think there could be a cheese fountain? I don't know about that. Oh, I can't. Whoever is speaking is my kind of person. I'm talking about cakes and cheese and what else? <laughs> Gee, Ellie's all there from Seattle. Come on down. Hey, yeah, you would hit it off with G big time. You I'm on the West Coast. Don't threaten me with a good time. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> Ed, you're awesome. Thank you for always pouring so much into us. This is great. Oh, it's really kind of you to say. I. Uh, I actually, when you jumped on, I was like, shoot, she's seen some of this already. So I was worried you'd feel like it was redundant. No, I, I was actually told um, by a few mentors, I've heard it regularly, that even if you read the same book, you go to the same presentation, mentally people aren't always ready to process everything from a presentation. And so every time they hear it, they hear it with a different mind, different ears. True. Yep. Yeah. That, yep. That's very true. That happens to me every time. And I've seen it over five times with Ed. You'll hear it with um, Jesse always says you you will watch it once for content mm. and then watch it again for context. And I think that's just kind of how our brains work. So thank you for saying that. And Any other questions? Nia? Yeah. Uh, could you go back one screen if you're sharing your screen? Uh, you had that script and, and I didn't quite have time to really review that on your calls. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so. This That's one. the one. Yes, yeah. thank you. Absolutely. And WFA just means wait for answer for those of you not sure. Right. But we try and predict what they're going to say and have an answer for it. Right. If yes, that's great. How many people should we count on? If no, that's OK. We realize this is a busy time of year. We just thought we'd give you some of your freedom back now that kids are back in school. That's great. Sort of it's wonderful that you share your scripts. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm a huge believer that there's plenty of business out there for everybody. If I'm worried about competition, then I'm probably not doing a very good job myself. And this top of mind thing is probably a great example of that, right? Like if if one of my sphere gives a referral to somebody else, I got to look in the mirror. I can't be mad at them. Mm -hmm. I wasn't top of mind. And it happens. Sometimes you'll get people that are like, I... I see so much stuff from you, Ed, that I just assume you're killing it. And I wanted to help this new person get started. How can I be mad at that? Right. Well, they think you're too busy. I got to do a video on not being too busy. Every time I see people, they're like, you're so busy. And it's not that I just, for the most part, time block and do well with that. So I get yeah. more done. And so I don't know how to explain 
that. <laughs> well, I, and I usually frame it as I'm active on social media. That's why you see me a lot. Yeah. But that only takes an hour a day. So yeah. I got plenty of time to take great care of anybody that you think might need my services. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I was um, talking to a, a good girlfriend of mine the other day and I, I, we were talking about making air fry or fried chicken. And she goes, I'm surprised you have time to cook. <laughs> and I didn't think she wasn't trying to be like, you know, malicious or, or rude or anything. And we just laughed about it. And then I told her, I said, you know, I think this is a learning point for me. I've got to get across to people that, yeah, you see me doing things all over, but like, I'm not so busy, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah. No, and it's, it's a, it's a fine sort of balance, right? You're kind of tiptoeing. You want it. You need to be visible. Yeah. But you don't want people to have a takeaway like that from your visibility. So you're smart to mix in that video and the occasional post about, hey, you know what? I'm this is the slower time of year. I've got plenty of time. If you know somebody that wants to make real estate part of their plans for 2023, I'd love to take great care of them. And then put your your value proposition in there. Yeah. Here's why you should think of me. Like for us, we call them gold bricks on my team. I want my value prop to be so compelling that it's as if I said, hey, Jess, I have a gold brick here at my office. No cost or obligation. Just come down and you can have it. Because mm-hmm. a gold brick is worth about 600 grand, right? So my buyer value prop and my seller value prop need to be that compelling. Mm-hmm. Because the average consumer, they have... They have more than one choice, right? Oh, for sure. Everyone knows a real thing. They can choose someone else or they can do nothing. And a lot of people choose do nothing. So yeah. it better be compelling. So for buyers, we say, hey, I have an idea, Jess. What if I could give you priority access to off-market properties before they hit the MLS or the internet? Do you think that would help you find a good deal? Yeah. You sound stupid if you say no to that, right? Right. So they say yes. Great. When's a good time for us to get together so I can take down your exact criteria? Yeah. And then I book an appointment. And for sellers, we actually have a sell for free program. Okay. So, you know, hey, why don't why don't we get together? I can walk you through how our sell for free program works. I can also tell you what to do and what not to do, more importantly, to get your home ready for sale. When's a good time for me to come by? Nice. So those are our gold bricks. What are yours, right? Yeah, I, and I'm learning that too. I've got to get back to the the basics. I got to EXP and then I started doing all of these masterminds and they're so exciting. And I did get a little ahead of myself. I started doing so much, but a little of each. And you know that that doesn't fly. You got to yeah. do a lot of a little, if that makes sense. So Absolutely. Uh, I'm scaling back and um, I'm just focusing literally on doing social media for marketing purposes, but also for lead generation because I'm paying for ads. So I have videos that I post that are for marketing purposes. Um, I do a program called Book Me Solid, which are DMs about properties. Um, I also pay street text via Facebook, but that captures information. Um, I was trying to do a couple of other things too, but right now I just got to get back to basics. Yeah. Well, and the best part of what you said, Jess, was actually earlier when you said, I'm doing time blocking to maximize my time. Because you can do many things. 
You're mm-hmm. smart to minimize it to those where you can be most effective and, and go deep on. But yeah. by using time blocking, you never you never feel guilty about neglecting something else because you know you've got time dedicated to whatever that something else is later in the day. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I do have to restructure my calendar a little bit to focus on these other things too, that we were talking about to refocus since I kind of got ahead of myself. So yeah. um, progress. <laughs> Absolutely. It can be like drinking from a fire hose. So. Yeah. All right, my dear. Well, I appreciate you and okay, I appreciate you. your time and thanks for engaging. These are way more fun when people ask questions and talk. <laughs> Thank you, Ed. I agree. Thanks, Have a great day. All yeah. right. Bye. bye. See you, Kathy. See you, Nia. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.